Hey, I'm Jake Smith. I'm on my OBGYN rotation right now. I'm interested in internal medicine. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm also an OB, and I'm interested in Durham or ER. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm on my own. I'm OBGYN, and I'm interested in something with procedures like emergency surgery, something. Um, I'm on surgery right now, and I'm interested in something. I'm not sure exactly, but I really like the sickest patients in the hospital, so maybe like ICUs. Uh, I'm currently on my IM rotation at DHR, and my interests, I'm kind of torn between IM, OB, or surgery. So I'm on uh, internal medicine, and I'm interested in ENT surgery. Hi, I'm Zach Donneville. I was original, or I'm on the OB rotation as well. I was originally interested in uh, internal medicine. However, I have kept an open mind, and OB has kind of opened my eyes to possibly something more procedural-based. So, Hi, I'm Alex. I am interested in pretty much everything. So I am EM and surgery, so I have no clue where I'm going. Oh, I'm on IM. My bad. <laughs> so how many guys, have you guys read that document that we were able to send out? Because I think like six or six or seven of us actually filled, filled that out and it, it would uh, answer some of the questions you guys might have. Um, could you guys talk about areas of the curriculum that you thought um, maybe were deficient by the time you got to step studying? Because I've looked at it, and I, from what I can see, it doesn't look like we're going to get a lot of hematology oncology. I don't know if I'm right about that, or if there's anything you guys want to add to that. Thanks. I personally felt like hemonc was not uh, well covered this be blunt. Um, so I found that in the spring before step one, that was one of the areas that I really went through more thoroughly on my own, both with like pathoma and mostly pathoma um, to try and really get that down. Like even the anemias and stuff, like I didn't really feel like we had gone over them all that well. So I would say, yeah, that was one area. And then for me personally, pharmacology, um, because we didn't really have someone until like the second half of our second year, but you guys will have that person, um, Dr. Mitra, I think, right? Or Sandoval, yeah, so now they have someone for pharmacology, so that's probably not gonna be the case still. So I remember on my exam, I had quite a few slides of I guess either like malignancies, blood cancers, or um, possible like schist disease or something like that, and it it comes up pretty heavily on the test, or at least on my exam. And a lot of times too, they wouldn't say anything in the stem of the question. They would have you interpret a lab result, so you have to remember or or be aware of what is elevated and what cancer, and use that to tailor it to the diagnosis or the correct answer. So. I, re I remember it being pretty heavily tested, and if you feel like you're lacking in that, and that is something you should spend some more time on. I'm just going to say, if you know you're weak in an area, it's probably going to show up on that exam, just because you're going to remember this question. So no matter what you, th you know may not have covered here, it's your job to cover everything, and if you know you're weak, definitely cover that, because I remember on my exam, I was like, oh, I don't need to know this. It shows up as the first question. 
and then you're kicking yourself in the butt for not doing that. Um, and just another thing, um, you will not 100% know every single question on this exam, and that's all right. So if you feel like you need to know all of medicine, you don't. You just need to know enough to get what you want to get. So don't freak out. You know, if you don't know a certain small little specific detail, it'll probably be all right. So. Yeah, I was actually surprised how many biostats questions were on my exam and in all the practice exams, and that was something that I didn't have much experience with other than my own preparation uh, for the exam. And kind of similar to what you were saying I was in that similar boat. Like, I, I probably don't need to, like, really review the, the worms and the parasites because there's no way I'm going to get asked about that out of all the microbiology questions I could ask. And I ended up getting, like, three questions on the different worms. Hi. Uh, how did you go about structuring your day, uh, or did you use CramFighter, what resources, or what second resource, because I'm pretty sure we can all say UWALT was Bay. Uh, what would you say was your second most favorite resource? Um, so, yes, UWALT, awesome. Um, I think second, first aid. Um, I definitely annotated a lot in my first aid book, not during the school year, but I would write notes like from UWorld questions into that section of first aid, and that helped me. This is how I structured it. I didn't do like, oh, I'm going to do cardio for these four days and whatever. How I structured it was um, I went from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. In the morning, I would do two blocks of 40 UWorld questions random, and I would go over those, and the questions or the topics that I got wrong would be what I would focus on kind of in the afternoon. Um, and before step, I had an idea what I knew I was weak in. Like, I'm really weak in immunology um, and hematology, oncology. And so I also had um, Anki cards. Uh, I used Zanki, the deck. Um, I specifically used those subjects in the afternoon. So I knew what I was weak at. I focused on that. But what exactly I studied that day was based on the questions I got wrong that morning. So I needed a little bit more structure. So I couldn't do random blocks I would study based on subjects, so I developed a plan based on what subjects I was weakest in. So um, cardio for me was one of my weaker subjects, and so I studied cardio first. I would go through the cardiopathoma, I would do the cardio section first aid, and then I would do all of the URL questions that were cardio-related. And for me, that helped. I kind of did uh, amalgamation of both, but um, I just want to go kind of, like on a on a different route. I think the first two years, the preclinical years, like if you stay on uh, stay on track, you keep focused during those years, and you uh, you make sure that you're doing well in all of your courses. It makes dedicated period so much more easy. Um, and so if you if you have the background, if you kind of have seen everything, then you just use dedicated as a review period, and you're a lot less stressed uh, during that whole time. So for me, too, the schedule, I, I did use Pram Fighters because I found it really overwhelming to organize all the subjects that I needed to do. And I studied, like, maybe a, a crazy person, but I got up really early and, like, started my day early just because I'm more of a morning person. So I would, like, get up at 5, uh, kind of relax, have coffee, maybe go for a walk. And then, like um, Caitlin said, I would do random timed U-World and then I would review them, and it would take, like, probably two 
like in the beginning, like two to two and a half hours to review them. And I'm also the type of person that like, I can't just read through something. So I would go through each question, whether or not I got it right or wrong. And I would like write out the core like takeaways from that. And if it was something that was really weakened, I would definitely go into more details. And I showed someone, I don't know if they're here right now, but like I have this binder of like all of the notes from UWorld that I took and it's kind of insane. But for me, like writing stuff down was really helpful. And so I was doing like two or three blocks and then maybe up them to four later. And then, um, but then I didn't do like subject based, like what I got wrong. I just sort of followed what the cram fighter thing. And I'd organized that in a way you can like rank the different subjects. So like the things that I was weakest in, I definitely like did earliest and like made sure I really got those down. And then like the things I was stronger in later in studying, like, you know, they came up like later in May instead. So, and then I would take a break for lunch. Um, so I was pretty strict with my schedule during dedicated. And then I had a dedicated dinner, like hour, and then I would go for a walk or a run or something. And then I also went to bed really early, like 8.39. So. so to kind of second what Jake mentioned, um, the first two years, how you perform and how you try during the first two years is really important to set the foundation. And, you know, we talk about all the resources that we go through and how many passes and whatnot, but really there was a lot of content that showed up in my exam that was only found in classwork, either the lecture notes or other resources, um, specifically like anatomy and Dr. Pad stuff. Some like a good amount of material that was only covered in lecture showed up on my exam. And so that's something to consider. Yeah. So to echo Eugene and Jake, um, your first two years truly set the foundation for going into dedicated and surprising, or I was surprised that my second CBSE exam, um, so you, you guys, the first years, if you haven't taken one, that you'll come in, you have these set exams, mirror the step. And by the second one, which was um, well before our it was like Christmas time of our second year. I, I was scoring where I wanted to score on my exam just based off of studying previously. So if you dedicate yourself little time every single day to review your, your previous notes, to stay on top of the current material, by the time you roll around to dedicated, you'll be like, wow, I got halfway through and I'm like, I'm ready for this exam. I'm going to finish my, I did a six week dedicated. I'm going to finish my six weeks, but I personally think if I had taken it at week three, I may have performed a little better on the test because I had, you really get a great foundation if you just keep a little bit up, just to stay on top of things. Um, and then I guess my structure for the day was as I wake, woke up, did the two blocks timed, then review, and then truly all I used through dedicated was the Anki services or the Anki program. So there's pre-made decks out there. Um, which one's best is up to you to decide. But all I did was is I picked a subject. I did all the cards for that day, which covered first aid and pathoma. That was it. That normally take, took me six plus hours. And then if I had, uh, if I wanted to do more questions, I, you know, I could, what is it? The Robin's review book, those questions, those were more pathology questions. I would do those at the end of the night. Or if there were other questions in other resources that I had found, I would do those as well. So I, I, Maybe it was a little non-traditional. I did zero reading during dedicated audit was questions and reviewing. Uh, what I'm going to say is try to figure out what your best learning style is now because dedicated is not the time for that. So if you know you like videos, stick with it during dedicated because you switching how you study during dedicated is just going to mess you up. So really take these first two years to say, do I do best by reading? 
and figure out exactly like what what's my reading style? Do I need videos to supplement this? Try to figure it exactly out so that you can just implement it and dedicate it and it'll make it that much smoother. You know, this is a time to play around and I know you have exams and like they said, you need to be studying for it. But now is the time you can also play around and you know, if you studied one way for GI and you did a little bit worse off, you're like, all right, that's not how I'm gonna study next time. And try to tweak it each time and figure out what works best. So I know there's a lot of different debate as far as like, should you start reviewing for step at the start of your second year? Should you wait to do that till dedicate and just focus on the modules? You know, at what point in your second year did you guys say, buy you world, start actually reviewing old material versus just focusing on the current module? All right, since I have the mic. Um, I started studying for dedicated probably January and February. And so I was mentality that I was not gonna touch you world until dedicated. So instead, I had Crush Step 1, which I read supplementary for my classes, and I used either Kaplan's QBank, which I really like, or USMLE, or not USMLE, or, yeah, USMLE RX. Um, I preferred Kaplan, because even though it's more nitpicky, um, I just felt like the questions were more challenging and overall representative for what you'll find on Step. And so I did primarily that and Zanky, Zanky. Um, until I got to dedicated. I will say the one regret I had was not starting UWorld earlier. So I took eight weeks for dedicated and I started UWorld probably first day of dedicated and I did one block, two blocks a day. And I realized I was gonna run out of time to the point where I would take blocks and not review them and I was constantly eight tests behind. I know that makes Eugene really mad. Um, and so literally the week before I was just spending days on days on days just trying to get through all the tests that I'd taken and I was reviewing. So uh, if you're someone who does have a habit of falling behind or has a hard time sticking to schedule, like I'm one, I can't make a schedule. I do eight to eight and I do whatever I feel like that day, but I just try to make sure it's done by a certain set point. Like at the end of the week, I need this done. Tailor how many weeks you're going to do according to that. So if everybody's going to recommend a different amount of weeks, I think standard's usually six weeks, and that's if you're really on top of your game. And if you are, then that's great. That'll probably work for you. If you tend to get behind, then you might want to push it to eight so that you have a little bit more of a wiggle room. Um, and de definitely start looking at the material before dedicated. So it'll just make your life a lot easier. You know, you have classes still going on, so study step one along with your class. So what I would do is I was in GI, so I would do everything step related to GI the first two weeks. And sorry, professors, but I would switch topics and then completely study something else for the last couple weeks. But I made sure I was still doing well in my classes. Um, and then I would do the same for musculoskeletal. I know your order is probably different, but the same mentality stays. If you're going to do it that way, study that topic first so you're not falling behind on your quizzes or whatever. And then you can switch over once you feel like you have enough material. So I guess you could say I started my dedicated or specific step study in attack and defense first year. Uh, I took... Um, molecules to medicine, like some time to figure it out, and that's when I started. I found the Broencephalon deck, and I started doing that for each module. I actually switched to Zanke when it came out this summer, in between first and second year. Um, but what I found was is that a lot of the high yield material in these Anki cards on Pathoma first aid is the foundations for what you need in class. So what I would do is is I would finish whatever subsection deck in Anki, that would be my core material. And then I would study classroom stuff to keep up with what we're being quizzed on that week or what we're getting tested on. And 
I, I felt that that was very, that ended up being very beneficial because I had a good foundation and then I could supplement with whatever my professors really wanted me to know. And I guess like Eugene said, you know, I remember stuff that like, Dr. Pad would show on a case report that would show up on my test. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, I never thought I would see this again. But it was in the back of my mind that I'd seen that in a, in a slide that I had studied for that quiz that previous week. But I did specifically start step study, I guess you could say attack and defense. UWorld, I bought that the beginning of second year. I did 20 questions every single day until dedicated. I waited till dedicated to reset, and that's when I reset it again. Before that, I was also using the Kaplan QBank, which was provided, which I think is an okay QBank. Um, I also did all the board vital questions, which you guys should have access to. Those ones are probably below Kaplan, but they're free, and why not? They've got pretty good explanations. And then for more specifically anatomy, embryology, uh, and histology, I ended up getting the RX question bank too. They had like some crazy sale where it was like 80 bucks or something for how, like a year. And I got, I got that and used those for supplementation of areas that I'm really weak in. Um, I liked the RX because it linked you directly to first aid. So, you can look at that. so I started, so I kind of made a plan to pick all the resources that I wanted to use during dedicated, and the, my goal was to finish them all once before dedicated started. So I started more or less between the summer of MS1 and MS2. So I went through all of first aid, I did all the Pathoma videos in the entire book, and also started UWorld during that time. Um, so the goal was to finish all that again, so I started those and finished them all before dedicated. So during dedicated it was more of a review period. Um, also, I think the other QBanks don't get enough love, so I actually really liked RX. Um, I used that as a supplement, actually, like, during A&D, kind of like I was just doing 20, 30 questions a day in random topics. And then I would say Kaplan is right underneath that, in my opinion. Um, so UWorld, RX, and then Kaplan, and Board Vials, or wherever else you can find time for. Um, <clears throat> but really, like, you know, we, we talk a lot about going through resources X number of times, or someone will tell you I went through, go through this deck this many times or this source this many times, but I tried to focus more on understanding one or two resources really well or going through them maybe once or twice thoroughly and focus on an understanding as opposed to, oh, you know, go through 10 questions or 10 pages per day without really, you know, mastering the content. So kind of like internalizing it and really understanding it, I prioritize that over mass quantity or like just volume. So I'm... I didn't do anything between MS1 and MS2 year. I thought I was going to because you have like three months and it's great. But honestly, I just took a vacation and it was fantastic. So, uh, you know, your sanity or my sanity. Like, I'm not the type of person that can like do that sort of thing. And then in the fall of second year, I was like, oh, I got to start. I got to start. And I didn't. Um, so I didn't start anything. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you guys. So I didn't really start until like January. And something, like, I talked to Dr. Hugenvik about this. She's like, you know, it's like a marathon. So, like, don't, like, start doing something crazy to, to begin with. So what I did in, like, January and February is, like, so my goal was to finish doing the Kaplan uh, QBank. So what I would do is I started getting up a little bit earlier each day and doing, like, an hour or so of, like, step one-ish studying before going to class or going to lab or something like that. And so that was my way of, like, building up 
Um, and I think something that you'll hear throughout is like the biggest thing is going to be doing questions. So that was how I studied for all of my like uh, modules too. So I would do Kaplan questions throughout all the modules. So I'd already done like almost the entire Kaplan QBank by December, January of second year. And you know, it's not UWorld, but it's still good and still helpful. Um, and then the board vitals and like, I just think that you can't do too many questions. So if you're doing them and reviewing them, like that's going to be the most important thing, I think, because that's what you're studying to do for the test. Um, so like my, I didn't start UWorld until dedicated or like maybe I dabbled like in the last month. But I think too, for you guys, it's going to be a little bit different because we ended with musculoskeletal, which is not like the, the craziest, uh, sorry, Dr. Pat. Um, it, it's pretty straightforward. So, but I think you guys are ending with neuro. So that might be something to take into consideration, like the amount of time that's going to be needed to be dedicated to that module along with your studying. So that might like change your approach to what, when you guys start, but you know, if you start doing questions now, like even just a few, like that's going to be the most helpful thing, I think. Yeah, kind of similar to what's been said, but I started doing the world at the beginning of second year, um, about 10 questions a day, and it would take me at the beginning close to like three hours to do 10 questions because there's so much material in those explanations. Um, and eventually that, that went down, and the goal, like kind of Eugene said, we kind of had actually a similar plan, and something to be said for that is if you find someone that you can talk about this stuff with and bounce ideas off of, I think that would help a lot. Um, if you have similar goals, if you have similar plans, what you want to do, it, it's really helpful. Because they might read something online that you didn't know and it can be the same for them. Um, so yeah, the goal was to finish you world once before dedicated. Uh, and I took a long time, like I said, going through questions. And then um, I also made my own Aki cards for each question. Kind of like Courtney said, it's kind of like an active way of going through the explanations instead of just reading it um, and that those two things were my biggest like main resources to study from the other thing that I would say I think that um, Alex you mentioned it about like the six weeks or whatever I also and Zach you did too you're like if I had taken it a few weeks earlier I might have done better so I think something else to keep in mind is like giving yourself somewhat of a hard deadline just a little bit of wiggle room. Like, not so much that you're like, I'm putting it back a week and another week and another week. But, like, just... So I had a personal hard deadline because I had my wedding, and so, like, I was not going past that date because I was going to enjoy afterwards. And so I think having, like, a date, like, market, give yourself only that amount of time, and you have to get through that material. So, like, don't look at it as, like, this open-ended thing. Like, give yourself, like, a hard deadline for your dedicated. Yeah, on that same topic. So unless you have some actual reason to push it up or back, uh, just don't do it out of anxiety. You know, uh, we all kind of, uh, even Michael and I, we, we took the exam on the same day and we were like the week before just out of anxiety. Oh, maybe we don't have enough time, you know, and just well, let's push it up a couple of days. Now, what is that really going to do? Um, unless you if you have like a personal event or something happened where you didn't cover material for maybe an entire week, consider changing it. But it's probably not the best idea out of anxiety to change it. Like take a vacation, take the month. Like we all, I think we're able to take some time afterwards to 
So these are opinions from people who are not here to represent themselves, but from several people I talked to who pushed their exam back, they said that was the worst decision they've ever made. All right. So unless you have like a really pressing reason, family, situational, otherwise, I would not recommend pushing it back. I'll try to avoid that at all costs. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I started dedicated around um, January, February of second year. Um, how I studied for the modules, it's, I was using the Kaplan questions for that module to do specifically that uh, organ system. And starting in January, February, I would look at like sketchy videos for uh, re reviewing farm kind of stuff. But I also purchased USMLERX question bank. And with that, I was doing 20 random questions. So I had, you know, my set Kaplan questions for that course, or the module we were on. I had my USMLERX questions for my random. And I didn't purchase and start using UWorld until dedicated. Um, if you'd asked me before, I'd be like, why would you use UWorld before dedicated? Like, no, you're supposed to do before dedicated. I've changed my mind on that. Um, I ended up getting through all of UWorld, you know, during dedicated, but there's not a reason to not start it earlier, especially if you do need to take time to review the explanations. Because explanations are really good on UWorld. There's a reason everyone uses UWorld. Use UWorld. So I guess I would say that the most important thing is that you need to tailor your study schedule to you. Um, life happens. Things come up. And so for me... I had a newborn, so my son was born in December. So I plan on starting dedicating um, like in January, but that didn't happen. And so I didn't start dedicating until April April 30th is when I opened up UWorld. And I think um, if not now thinking back, like starting in January, I would have started in January. But if you stay up on each module and you do questions during each module and you do well in each module, then Six to eight weeks is more than enough time. I went over UWorld one time. Um, I wish maybe I would have gone over it again. But to me, you know, it was enough. And I also feel like you shouldn't take step until you're ready. People say don't push it back. Like, don't push it back out of anxiety. But if you're not ready, do not take it. Because if you, like, could have covered material, I pushed mine back one week. And I'm glad I pushed, pushed it back one week because I took three practice exams during that week and my scores had gone up like 10 points. And so if I, maybe if I would have like left it at the date that I left it on, maybe my score wouldn't have been what it is. So, um, I say start dedicated when you feel like you're ready for it. Make sure you focus on your modules. As long as you do well in your modules and you know that material well and you're doing practice questions throughout, you should be fine. Uh -huh. So I, I started kind of studying for STEP in January. I didn't really focus too much on it, on studying for STEP before then. Um, and really during that, those kind of, I guess, was it four months um, leading up to the dedicated study period, I only focused on areas I thought I was deficient in or, or wasn't comfortable in. Um, so for me, it was respiratory physiology and hematology and oncology. So I just put a lot of time into those, and then also really focused on the courses that we were in during that time. So I think it's just, if you, uh, just to reiterate what some other people have said, if you focus on your courses and you learn the material, then you'll have no problem reviewing it during dedicated time. Just make sure that 
you have exposed yourself to everything um, that has been in the course material, um, and that's ex that um, you're expected to know on step. So one of the other things to kind of go off of what Christine said, like if you know you're ready or not, like the taking actual tests is really important too, like the NBME um, forms and then also the UWorld forms. Like I think I did like six actual like pre-tests. And so you'll see like if your score is changing, if you're making improvements or not. So that's, and I would trust those scores. I looked at the percentage that I got correct and not the actual three number score. The three digit score could be lower based on like the crazy like curve that they have for that exam. But if you look at the percentage that you got right, as long as you're improving in that, like starting off at 70, going up to like 85 to 90, then you know that you're retaining the information and that you're doing better. So. Okay, so like I know that um, y'all brought up like a lot of resources, including like Anki and like UWorld um, and US um, and RX. But how about like did any of y'all use Firecracker? And how do you think Firecracker is versus Anki, and which one would you recommend, and why? I mean, I use um, Firecracker for anatomy recall. Like I went to Dr. Pat's lectures; they're great. And then I would just use it to like do the questions for anatomy, but um, not really for anything else. I don't believe really. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, I think I'm, I'm just just to reiterate what, Chris, what what Christine said. Firecracker is good for anatomy, and the other all the other materials I didn't really think were good for anatomy at all. Um, so. If you if you like want to do recall for anatomy, use use Firecracker. Um, you'll get some questions on U World and some questions on Kaplan, um, and they're they're pretty good questions, but there's just not a lot of them. Um, and then Dr. Pad's lectures are great, so just pay attention to Dr. Pad really. So I use both. Originally, I, I bought Firecracker because I had no idea, um, and then I quickly switched to Anki because I think the review system is better. Um, but Firecracker is, I think, the best review, question review, like flashcard review for anatomy and embryology, just to continue what these guys are saying. So I would say if you can get a free trial of Firecracker, check it out. If you like it, do it, and just stick with it. Just stick with something. If you do it and you hate it, try Anki because it's free and you like it, good. If you don't and flashcards aren't for you, that's cool. Just do, just do questions um, or read. You know, a lot of people just learn better from reading or watching videos, like Alex said. So just find something. The, the goal, the goal right now for I guess the first years, find your learning style now and stick with it. And, and you know, of course, modify where you think things are weak on, but just go with it. And then second years, you guys. Probably have a lot of the stuff already figured out. If if not, it's okay. You still have time. But you know, now is the time where you want to start weeding out things that are a little erroneous. And um, and and kind of like Eugene said, pick some material and and some resources and really get good at those because all this information is the same, just presented in different ways. And every book will say that they're the best. Every resource will say that they're the best, but they might not be the best for you. So.
So I ended up buying like a four-year thing for Firecracker, and it was the biggest waste of my money, I think, because I like was like, oh, it's going to have everything in it. But then like they said, it it was almost too much, and it's just, I don't know, I think Anki is probably better for, it has all the information from first aid and pathoma, so, and it's free. And I feel like the spaced repetition on that one is a lot better than on Firecracker, personally. So... If you're going to try it, I probably wouldn't buy the four-year one like I did. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I tried it also in the very beginning. Um, I found it to be too verbose, a little bit maybe too comprehensive. They're trying to, like, link each card with five different resources and linking images to Grey's Anatomy. It's just it's too much. But I guess if you maybe from the very beginning as an MS1 started with it and stuck with it, it could be... Fruitful, but I mean, depends on how your learning style is and if you want that. But I think um, Anki has more or less pushed it out. So, and then I don't think any of us have mentioned this, but I started using Boards and Beyond like in second semester of second year, and I felt like for me, if I had started using that sooner, I felt like that helped give me some framework for whatever subject or module we were studying because it really simplifies it. So. And just a little plug for Boards and Beyond. I thought that was really good for my second half of second year, and I wish I had started that one sooner to kind of go along with the modules. I just wanted to ask, was there any, did any of you have any group study component to your dedicated at all? Eugene and I would uh, review the NBME forms. We would take them on the same day, and then you can see, I think they're actually changing it this coming year. We could see which questions we got wrong, and then the correct answer for that question, and I think they're actually going to allow you guys to see all the questions and the right answers for all of them. So what we did was we would sit down for like three or four hours after each NBME, and those are long days because the NBME themselves take like five or six hours to do. And then we would hash out like every single detail of every single question we got wrong, and then I would make cards about that or notes about that and then review them later because um, those topics, the NBME topics, cover a little bit like different things than you World focused on, kind of more clinical. Um, and we, yeah, we, we went over those like deep. And it helped, I think. But from the beginning, it, like the joke about me on campus was, is like I never showed up to any like social events. People are like, "Wait, who's this guy?" Um, so no, I, I I just stayed in my my little my room at home, and I'd sometimes see people if we, I had a little extra time to, and that was more for like just drinks or something. And then I talked to um, like some like my buddies in the class on the phone. But no, there was there was no. There was no social interaction for me during Dedicated, which was, I mean, for me, fine, but then also kind of depressing as well. So <laughs> it just dep depends on how you study, if you like. If you have a good group, I know there's a couple, I, I have some um, friends in the, the second class who they have their study group and they're really good about staying on a focus. But for me, I would always find that if I studied with, have, have, 
you know, if I study with other people or specific people in the class I was friends with, they'd always start playing like football clips and be like, "Hey, look at this funny stuff," and I'm like, "I'm like, I'm not into this. I need to, I need to focus." So it just depends on what you're into. So. I guess I was the intermediate. I'd study alone, but I'd have people around me, so I felt less alone and less sad. So I had Caitlin with me in a different cubicle, and if I did really bad on Uworld, I'd come to her and I'd just start complaining about how I hate Uworld. And then I'd go back and do more questions or whatever. It's just nice to have people around you. You don't necessarily need to study with them, but sometimes you just want that human interaction <laughs> during dedicated. So Gabe and I would work out together, and we would like complain about you world and we might like throw some questions at each other but actually sitting down with someone and studying with them you kind of just don't have time because they have their weaknesses you have yours you have your strengths and you your schedules are going to be maybe similar but very diff different yeah I would echo that too although during like the modules and stuff I found group studying to be really helpful like if you're with one or two people probably not bigger groups than that and actually, like, we would review questions together, I guess similar to how you guys would, like, we would go through every question. This is during the modules. But then during dedicated, like Christine said, you sort of know your weaknesses and what you really need to focus on. And it's difficult, I think, to kind of try to take care of someone else's deficiencies, too. Even though it might help you, um, I would reserve that more for, like, the module stuff. I think that's really helpful to group study during the modules, but not dedicated. This is just a little bit of life advice before you get to dedicated. So everybody wants a 300 on step, but like, let's be real, not anyone has ever gotten a 300. You know yourself best. So what I recommend is saying, this is my dream school score. This is my uh, dream score. This is my goal score. And this is a score I'm okay with. And keep that in your mind as you're studying and you're taking these practice exams because... Sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I want this score, but sometimes you have to be realistic with yourself. If you're at your happy score, sometimes it's just best to take step at that point and just, you know, be realistic with yourself, and that'll make dedicated a lot easier for you, because if you don't have really a score in mind, you're just going to keep going, and eventually you will all, like, you'll plateau. You have, like, the score, you'll do all the resources, you'll do everything you need to, and you'll plateau, and it'll just depend on the exam you get that day. If it has all your strengths... You're golden, but, you know, sometimes step throws you a curveball and you get, like, a test that's not necessarily designed for you. So, <laughs> just being real. Um, so, yeah, during Dedicated, just keep that in mind, like, what your ranges are. And if you're happy with that, just take step. And many times after you take the exam, I know for me, I didn't know if I passed or if I did well. I was so confused. Like, it, you go in there and you're like, you feel prepared. Like, you know the information that you know. And then, like, my first block, I was like, what is this? Like, I've never seen half the questions. I marked, like, over half the questions my first block. And so I got so discouraged. And then, like, as the exam went on, I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing better. But then you walk out and you're like, well, it can range from a 220 to, like, a 300. You don't know what you, what you feel like you've done until the day of. And it's very different, I feel. Like, you know, to me, people compare it to UWorld. People compare it to MBME. But it's just so different. Like, being there with 
having the anxiety that you have, the best that you can do is go in prepared. Make sure that you review the material. Make sure you've done questions before because it's very exhausting um, depending on how much sleep you got the night before. If you have anxiety about it the night before and don't get any rest, drinking coffee, not eating, like all these factors matter when you're going in the day of and taking the test. But everyone feels like they've done worse than they actually do, every single person I've ever talked to. So know that you will come out, you will probably cry, you will probably sleep for like two days, you will feel depressed, but you will do okay. And more than likely you will do, you know, you will reach one of your scores that you want to reach, so. I guess are we talking about the test now, or do we want to? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I guess if we're talking about the test, uh, I had my, my scores that I was getting. I got out of that thing, and I was just like, what? I steamrolled. What just happened? I went and laid and starfished on my bed. And my wife gets home, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, being depressed. I just got, <laughs> I just got, I just got wrecked by that test. I failed. I did so bad, and she's like, no, let's go out, let's go get some, you know, go get some drinks or do something, and we actually, I took the test the Monday after these guys took it on Friday when Eugene and Mike, and they happened to be there, and we just all griped about the test and how, like, what the heck just happened? Every single medical student feels that way, and as these guys were saying, the questions that you do, the practice questions, they really aren't anything representative of the exam, just because like the anxiety, the day of the test. But I think most people here can say that their averages for those MBME exams or CBSE was right around where they ended up scoring. So you know, there's a <laughs> ton of angst about this test, but just have confidence in yourself that you prepared well and that you know. Just my my big thing. I, I can think of five questions that I changed an answer on and I was like why it broke my rule and just you, you you have your study plan you have your rules just go into that test with confidence that you're going to do well so. yeah and I you know felt the same way I finished all of my timed random blocks whatever with plenty of time to spare and my very first block same as like I marked over half the questions and I was like I don't know what the heck this is and I ran out of time. It got to be like three minutes, and I had just finished, so I didn't get to review anything. And I was like panicking and sweating, and the person next to me was like clacking away at their computer, and the headphones weren't good, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail stuff. And I stepped out of the, the testing center, because you're allowed to like look at resources in between like blocks and stuff, which is kind of crazy. Uh, not like during the block, but in between. But I got my phone out and I texted my husband. I was like, I, I don't know what this is. Like, this is horrible. And then after the test, I like talked to Eugene on the ride home. Like, we were on the phone. I was like, I don't know what that was. And I was sure that I failed, like, completely. And like they said, like, trust your scores. Uh, if you know that you frequently change answers to the wrong thing, like, UWorld will, like, mark, like, when you change it from the wrong answer to the right answer or the right answer to the wrong answer. And for me, like, I actually frequently changed to the right answer, so I just stuck with it. I tried to like just do what I did on UWorld, but if you know that you always change it to the wrong answer, don't do that. But also like make sure you're doing things timed, because even though I had plenty of time when I was practicing, uh, I was really freaked out, because every single block I was like down to the wire with timing. So, so I guess 
When I came out of the exam, I kind of felt like it was doable, but very challenging. And if you want to get a taste of what it's like um, for like the MS1s, MS2s have already taken this, but the CBSEs were really representative in terms of the style, the length of the vignettes, and just the overall focus of the exam. Um, so I wouldn't go as far as saying study for the CBSEs when you have them, but really take advantage of going through the exam when you all take it here and just understanding how it's formulated, what the focus is, and also looking at your score report afterwards. Um, I think the, the step one has evolved, and so like the vignettes are really long. Um, there's a lot of images in my exam, and like the MBMEs that you take, that you pay for, the, the CBS SSAs, they're not in the same vein. But the CBSCs were, so I don't know if that's because of how they're doing it to control the exam, but you utilize those, especially the one that you take right before dedicate. That's really important. I found that that was really helpful for me. Um, so, Talking about like the testing environment, there's something called the free 120. It's not free, but there's a list of 120 questions, and you can choose to print them out and do them yourself, or you can go to Prometric and take them, and I, I ended up going to the Prometric Center and taking them, so I knew where exactly it was, where I could park, you know, how long to get there in advance, what I needed to bring, what I could and couldn't do during each individual block. I thought that was really helpful. Um, I knew, like, how much food to bring. I knew where my locker was going to be. It just kind of reduced some of the stress that uh, I had about all that stuff beforehand. So everybody says they feel like crap after the exam, and there's going to be a few people who don't feel like crap. Please don't feel bad because you don't feel bad about step. Emotions are a fickle thing, so sometimes you're going to leave, and people are like, I feel horrible. And you're the one person to be like, you know I mean? It was a difficult exam, but I felt fine. It makes you feel bad because you think you should be feeling bad too. Everybody's emotions after step are going to be different, ranging from, you know, I failed it to this is fine. The best thing to do is avoid SDN, avoid the internet, do not listen to them. Book a vacation and then leave. Take, take time off, pretend like it never happened, and prepare for MS3. By prepare, I mean do ex exactly like nothing, just rest. You know, don't listen to other people, you know. It's always going to play in your mind, and especially for like, Eugene had to wait seven weeks for a score? Did you? Yeah, and I waited four, and so eventually it just starts playing on your mind. You know, after you finish step, go home, take a nap. Forget all the questions. Forget it happened. Just It will be better for your mental psyche if you can do that because it's nice to go and complain with your friends, but after a while it starts dwelling on you. Be like, oh, you know, like, I could have gone to 30. Oh, I missed 10 now. I'm going to be at 220. I'm just really going to mess with you. It's not, when you're finished with step, it's done. Like, you can't go back and you can't change the answer. So it's just better for yourself to completely avoid it after. It's just forget it ever happened. Take time off. But like they said, the, the free 120, which is free if you want it online and you don't actually want to go to the testing center. However, like Mike mentioned, it's probably beneficial to go because I know when I went, the McAllen one happened to be really loud for my taste. Like I love dead silence when I take an exam and the floors creaked, I could hear people typing. And so I knew that I need double earplugs. Like I had the soft earplugs and then they gave me the one with the mic and I was like, can I have the one without the mic? Because it was like the airplane kind of style ones. And I was like, I need that one. And they're like, sure. And so it's just better to have a trial run and know what you need to do. Is the place too hot? Is it too cold? Are people loud? Whatever. It just makes you feel a bit more prepared. So when you walk in, it's a more familiar environment. 
and you're not just walking in and be like, everything's new, this is the most important exam of my life, you know, I'm going to fail because this person is just making all this noise by like running around, whatever. Just do the free 120, pay the money, it'll be beneficial for you in the end. With regard to the uh, Kaplan review course that was offered, did any of you take advantage of that uh, at the end of your MDB module? And did you think it was helpful if you did? I did. I thought it was helpful. Um, it was too, I, I went to like the, um, I think I almost went to the entire course. Um, and I felt like it was a good starting point for review. Um, whenever the lecturer was going over the material, I was like, well, I haven't seen this in forever. I don't remember this. And so it kind of just like, reiterated what I needed to go back and focus on during my dedicated when I started dedicating. And so I don't feel like it was, um, I don't feel like there was a disadvantage for taking the class. But if you scheduled your test like in May, then of course it would have been a disadvantage, but I, mine was scheduled in June, so it was fine. I think it's, uh, that sort of highlights like knowing your study style. Uh, in particular for me, going and sitting and listening to someone talk is not helpful at all, I need more active learning than that, like doing flashcards, doing questions, and then like, it doesn't really help me to have someone tell me what I need to know. Like I need to figure it out on my own. So um, I think I went to like one day and I figured out that that was not for me because I just felt like my whole day was taken up and then I wasn't really gonna do other active studying later. So for me personally, that's not the way I learn best and I. I just needed to be more self-directed with my studying, but that's me. I went to pretty much all of them besides, I guess, the last day, because it was micro, and so I had sketchy, so I figured that it was all right. Um, what Courtney says is true. If you don't like lectures and you don't study well with lectures, it's let's be real, it might not be beneficial. You might need some different type of learning, and that's fine, because everyone has different learning styles. But what I did with Kaplan was that any topic they were mentioning, I took it three like levels deeper. If it was like mentioning the renal system, I would draw from the first tubule all the way out like on a piece of paper so that I would understand exactly from point A to point Z and I would know every single step. So they're gonna tell you ADH does this. Well, that's great, but where does ADH come from? Where does it go? What is it acting on? You know, what is it caused to happen and what does that, like everything is a chain reaction and if you can understand all the steps, that will help you more than just memorizing the fact that ADH or whatever does this. Because in the end, step is also an exam of understanding, not necessarily uh, pure memorization. Because you're going to get questions where you know what they're talking about, but the question itself is something like, I would never have thought of this. But if you understand the pathway or the process, what's going on, you can deduce the answer. And that's the idea. It's, you're never going to memorize every single answer, but you're going to have to be able to know the information and to manipulate it for the questions. And if you can do that, like, you're, you're golden. You guys want to take a break? Okay. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> can you guys talk about your time management on the actual test? in the different blocks? Like, what was challenging for you guys? So, um, so for me, uh, 
pretty much every exam, we, I, I don't know if we're, we'll still be doing this for actual courses, but we took like an MBME exam for each mod end module exam. And also all of my MBME tests and all, pretty much every exam I took, I would always have like 10, 15 minutes at the end. Um, I would mark my questions, I would go back and review. My, my style was if I would take my best guess on something, if I didn't know it, I would mark it, come back to it. On the test, the actual test day, um, I guess like adrenaline was pumping, maybe my vignettes were longer, um, the language a bit, was a bit more ambiguous, but I was finding I was finishing each block with about five minutes, which is very, very abnormal for me. Uh, my best block I finished with about 10 minutes left to go back. And I don't think I was marking more, but uh, I, I, I found that I was having to, you know, really pick and choose what I, what I wanted to mark and go back to or what I thought, like remembering like which question, you know, I had a pretty good guess at, I don't need to go back to it. And then also I think scheduling your breaks during the test, that's not something that's really talked about a whole lot, but I think that that could play quite a bit to your advantage as far as like mentally preparing yourself for the next uh, exam or the next set of questions. Do you get 45 minutes guaranteed, 15 minutes added if you don't take the, um, the I guess, what is it, the tutorial, yeah. So if you did the free 120, it's the exact same format as the actual test day. So that's a good way to kind of familiar, familiarize yourself with it. For me, I like to drink a lot of water and I have to use the restroom, so I took a couple breaks after, or a break after each, um, each block. But remember also, you have to check in and out, so that adds time to it as well. So I would kind of, walking down the hall, I'd kind of reset and then ready to go again, and I didn't have very much time for lunch um, to kind of prepare. I know some people, they take 20, 30 minutes and they go outside and take a walk and kind of collect themselves. But... Just know that this it's it's different, and if you aren't able to have as much time to go back and look at things, just the whole point of our training is to learn how to overcome and adapt to new situations. So just don't freak out and keep a level head, and, and we'll get through it. I guess the best thing you can do is UWorld has very long vignettes. Do them timed, because that will help. Worst comes worst comes uh, situation like step has a lot of long vignettes. Then you're already prepared yourself by doing U world timed. Mine didn't have long vignettes. I had like a lot of three four liners, which I can go and perfect. So I finished some blocks in 20 minutes, and I had the other 30 40 just to review. And then there's some blocks I just ran out of time because the vignettes all happen to be compiled onto that one section. But the best thing you can do is. You know how fast you are and tailor it to U World. So in U World, you keep running out of time, then you know you're going to have to learn to read quicker or you're going to have to figure a way to skim the passage faster. Some people read the question first, and then sometimes that'll help answer it. To be honest, that probably worked about 5 to 10% of the time, not that much. Um, but sometimes it'll save you like in a quick pinch. Um, but just do it timed. Do NBME timed because there's an option to do untimed. Just do everything timed so that you can get faster because in the beginning you'll be slower and then you'll learn how to read the questions in such a way that you pick up the information you need and then you're able to like answer the questions. Because for me, normally I need, like bluntly honest, I need time and a half. So you uh, doing step with no accommodations at all was pretty challenging because I had to learn to read faster and do everything twice as fast as I normally do. But 
you learn to do that through the weeks of doing just year-old blocks each and every day. You'll just get in the habit of being a lot faster than you normally are. And eventually everything in your life will be 2x. Your videos are 2x, your reading at 2x, like everything just becomes a lot faster in your life. And you won't understand and then you're watching normal videos at 1x and everything seems very slow. Like, this is eventually going to happen. You're just going to have to learn to pick up the pace in your life and in everything you study, just to be bluntly honest. I think the, the, the test is it's a marathon, not a sprint. So when you're there, don't, don't try to go and do three or four blocks straight. It's not a good idea. Um, just take a break, eat something, walk around, drink something, um, use a restroom. Just, just take time to just not do anything in between blocks on actual test day. Um, and like I, the most blocks I would say to take in a row would be two. Um, but that's like the most that you should probably do on test day. Don't, don't try to go four blocks straight and then take a 60 minute lunch break and come back for the last three because you're just gonna come back to those last three and you're going to be like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. So just, just take it slow and be calm. It'll go well. I stayed here five or ten minutes ago and come back to ready with more questions. Does anybody have any more questions? Hi. Okay, I'm an MS1, and we've been here for two weeks, and it's pretty overwhelming. How did you guys deal with it at the beginning? Um, not being so anxious all the time. What you do for fun? What your weekends look like? Were you studying all the time? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a good question. The first, the first two weeks. Ah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, it was. I, I don't know. I thought. I thought it wasn't like two. It was. I was. Was that <laughs> So. What? Yeah, are y'all Yeah, so I remember the first day we had biochemistry, and literally after the first lecture, I went up to Dr. Collard. I was like, are you expecting me to know all of this already? Like, have I needed, to, did I need to have, like, a background in biochemistry before I came? Because I, like, I didn't. Like, I did neuroscience, and I didn't have a background that was heavy in, um, in biochemistry. But... I mean, I felt like going into each module, I felt like that in the very beginning until second year when we got into systems. Really, ultimately, what I feel like is important is that you find your learning style and you find, like, your study style as well. Um, it took me probably until the second semester of first year to figure out what worked for me. And, I mean, that's fine. Like, 
the first two modules, I was doing I was doing well, but I wasn't doing as well as I wanted to. But I was still, you know, okay, well, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. Finally, by the second semester, I knew going into each module what resources I was going to be using, um, doing how many questions I was anticipating on doing every day. And then, like, I always use first aid. Like, my first aid, I use 2016 when I study for STEP, and it's like, torn to pieces. People look at it and they're like, you've been carrying it around for like three years. But I literally used it like for every single module. But um, really just know that this is something like that we all feel. We all feel overwhelmed coming into this because we've all, most of us come from a science background and we are smart enough to, you know, do well in these classes. It's just the amount of material is so much so quickly. You just have to pace yourself. You have to Make sure you stay on top of studying. Don't push it off to the very end. I made sure that I tried to study at least something every day. I didn't wait till two weeks before to start studying for my exams because you can't procrastinate in medical school. Because even if you do happen to do well on an exam, when you start studying for step, you'll realize what modules you basically just like, oh, I just passed that because you're like, I don't remember any of this. So make sure you go through the material, you learn the material. You don't have to like, well, I have to study from sun up to sundown. Make sure you get some social time in because the first two years, that's when you're going to have more time to do things. When you get into third year like us, like we were just talking about, like we have, I, I rarely have any time to do anything. I see people maybe once a week, if even that. So just study as much as you can. If you don't know something, don't feel scared to ask one of your peers because there are some people who be strong in biochemistry. They'll be able to help you. Um, go to Dr. Ziki. Go to Dr. Stark. Go to your advisors and get help. Because if you identify that soon and um, early enough, you can change it. Versus, you know, you do poorly on your mid-module exam, and then you're like stressed out that you might fail the, the entire class. So, um, so it's going to be stressful. Um, but I think definitely talking with my classmates, figuring out, you know, my study friends and yeah, friends. <laughs> um, I think a big source of anxiety, uh, have two things. One, at the beginning of each module, you feel like you know absolutely nothing. You're looking through all these resources. You don't recognize anything. And, Mike, I think you and I talked about it at one point where it's how you learn is like a logarithmic curve. Like there's like nothing, nothing. You're trying to learn stuff, doing questions, you still feel like you're not getting it, and then stuff suddenly starts to click, and it, like, your understanding grows a lot more once you start connecting those dots. You go to the next module, and you start back at level zero, which sucks. But it, it, it helps to know that those connections will come if you keep working on it. And the second thing is resource overload. You probably have read all these resources. Lord knows, I bought, like, 30 books, they like case files and the individual first aid things, but you don't need all that. Um, try not to spread yourself too thin because you're not going to be able to evaluate if a resource is good for you if you're only spending like 10 minutes a week like trying to flip through it. Um, you can ask your the MS2s or upperclassmen what resources they use and try that. Um, I recommend, you know, first aid is always a good go-to. Um, sketchy was always useful. I like Boards and Beyond. I think those videos are great. Um, but try not to try out like five new resources at a time. Dedicate to one or two resources like for a week and see how that works. Keeping in mind, if you're just starting out the module, it's going to suck. 
but hopefully you figure out, and if, with your friends, you kind of figure out, hey, did, where did you learn this? Or and you bounce ideas off of each other, and you make sure you have some fun on the weekends. Like, keep, keep yourself healthy up here. Do not compare yourself to anyone else. And I think that's the biggest problems that we, the problem that we have as medical students because you're like, they give you like the averages of the class. You see like 10 people make an A and you make a B and, you, and you're like, well, I was making all A's when I was an undergrad. And you're like, okay, well, this, you know, and you just, you get overwhelmed by that. You just need to make sure that you're doing better in each module. You need to make sure that you're studying for the modules. You need to make sure that you're prepared for the modules. Because there's always going to be somebody who's going to make a better score than you. But as long as you're putting in the effort and you're putting in the work to get the score that you feel like, if you studied all weekend and you studied throughout the entire module and you're still not doing, you know, your grade is not reflection of what you've been studying, then maybe you should talk to someone. But don't just do not compare your scores because that's one of the things that I learned going into medical school. I was, you know, so used to getting like high A's and everything. And then you get like uh, a high B and you beat yourself up about it. But you're in medical school. This is a totally different ball game. And so, you know, make sure you just know the material well. So for me, I, I think the big thing was, is I was, I was pretty stressed the first couple of weeks. Like I imagine you guys are. I think when I really started to feel more comfortable was, is when I changed from trying to learn about what to why. I think that's, that was the big thing for me because most anything and everything in medicine is connected somehow. It doesn't matter if you know, you know, the Krebs cycle. Why is it important? And so when you start asking yourself that question, you stop trying to memorize everything on the slides and start learning about what is important. And for example, like Dr. Collard's slides, you know, he, he's, he's the biochemistry guy, right? So he can put a super complex slide up. And I remember for myself, I would try to each, memorize each little thing when it's like, oh, all I really need to know is like what HMG-CoA reductase does. Once you have that in your head, you, you have the key points of that slide. So trying to figure out what is important or why are they showing you this slide? Or even anatomy, why are you showing that me? Because anatomy, for, in my mind, was a lot of just memorization. Why, I need to memorize these things. But when you stop and think about why are they showing this slide, why is it related to the topic here is being covered, I think your learning becomes a lot more cohesive and you spend less time learning. And then you have more time. Like for me, I had more time on the weekends. I'd go to dinner with my wife. I would go out to movies. We'd go out, get drinks. And, you know, you get to see you know, and have time with friends. Um, and, of course, the first couple of weeks of medical school are tough. You're trying to figure everything out. But you got to have time for yourself and your friends, and it, it'll come. And just make a point to step away from the books for a little bit and enjoy enjoy yourself. Because this is fun. This is, this is, you know, I don't know if people are looking at me like it's crazy, but I, I thought this was, this was fun, and it, it was exciting and new. And um, enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, we made, the first, to deal with stress the first couple months, I made really good relationships with some of my classmates. Like a group of five or six of us became really, really close friends. And if you're feeling stressed, you can just call them or lean on them when you need them, and they'll do the same for you. Um, and I, I didn't know that I was going to get to know everybody in my class as well as I did. And you guys will too, because it's only 50 of you guys. So if you have friends, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and for me too, I think a few of us, like, had some time off between like undergrad and starting med school so that was a whole nother like going back to school was really hard and molecules of medicine 
I remember feeling really overwhelmed too because it's just sort of like a smorgasbord of information. It's not like cardiology. It's not respiratory. So I think, um, like everyone else said, like find the resource, like stick with something. Like for me, like Costanzo is really good. Um, you know, I'm not sure how good in molecules medicine would be, but for other things. Um, and then for me too, I really prioritize my sleep and I prioritize my weekends. So I would try and get most of my stuff done during the week so that, like, my husband's in Austin, so I would go up to Austin and not be so stressed about being away from studying. So I think it's really important to take time away and not feel guilty about taking time away because particularly, like, first and second year, well, at least now in the first six weeks of clerkships, you realize, like, how much more time you had in first and second year. So I would take advantage of it and enjoy, like, go to the beach. Um, you know, I know some people went camping together over Thanksgiving because, like, everyone sort of became friends. So I would say, like, work hard during the week. Give yourself definitely a full day off, if not both days off on the weekend. Um, and then also know when to prioritize things. Like, particularly in second semester for me, like, I kind of had some personal stuff that I was dealing with. And, like, our musculoskeletal class, I was like, well, I've already been sort of strong in this area. I'm okay with just passing. <laughs> like... I was okay not getting an A in that class because I just needed to focus on some other things personally. So, you know, try hard, but also be kind to yourself and, like, know, like, even if you don't get the A in the class, you're still going to be okay. To what extent did you all use library resources to prepare compared to stuff you access yourself or purchase yourself? I, I studied at school, and that was kind of like a, a group of us would always be either chatting in the library or chatting in the lounge or chatting in one of the student rooms. As far as using online, like the online library resources, I prefer physical textbook copies, but I also had a copy electronically of whatever book I was reading open so I could command find. Um, and that's actually best done with like a PDF. Um, I didn't, I didn't access many of the library resources as much as I did the stuff that I used on my own. Are, are you talking about for step or for just everything? Oh, for step. Because I was think, I was going to say for, the library resources were especially great for PBL, especially if you have questions, because uh, Access to Medicine, you can just type in a topic, and it'll give you 10, 20 books about whatever you need. Um, it's also great for your um, what it, DXR cases, because you can type in headache or whatever symptom you think you're going to get for that system, and then it'll give you all the DDXs that you can practice with. But for step itself, I generally had physical copy. Well, because we got the Thelma through school, so I had a physical copy of that, and the videos were through school, too. Uh, first Aid I bought, UWorld I bought, um, Kaplan I used through the school. Um, generally, I didn't use, I didn't reference textbooks for step itself, because that's what I used pre-dedicated for, because I had that kind of time. Um, if any had, like, glaring issues, I would either go research it. I usually had like a stanzo on me or whatever so I could look up there and if I really couldn't find it then I would use access medicine and just type and see if I could find anything on Harrison's or Yeah for dedicated I don't think I used any 
library resources specifically. Um, as Alex said, I used library resources such as like Access Medicine or the online textbooks during the modules, which I think gave me a better foundation. And I also, I guess like I said, I started dedicated study very early in the first year. So if I was really unclear with a topic, then I would go to a text. But I feel like the amount of information that you need to try to cover in the dedicated doesn't necessarily lend itself to reading hard volume texts. Yeah. Um, so how, um, how would you go about utilizing um, the resources that you guys used for dedicated if we wanted to start to approach studying for step now or at least start injecting some of those like concepts and like those clinical vignettes into our own studying with our modules? What resources do you think would, would be most applicable for our position right now as being in our second week moving forward? So for step, if you look online, you're going to see the acronym UFAP. So UWorld, First Aid, Pathoma. Those are the mainstay for most of step studying. You might add sketchy. Um, but I... I would recommend using those throughout your module. Um, if you have access to the Kaplan questions, doing the questions alongside studying, that sets you up for uh, you know step studying because you're going to hear with step, you, you have to do practice questions. We spent 45 minutes talking about practice questions. Um, but using those and then for PBL, um, using the library resources for the textbooks. Um, but I think using uh, at least Pathoma, watching those videos, that's really good use of something you're going to use during step along with the module. So, yeah, we were given the Kaplan QBank, so I use that for each module. Uh, and some people will say buy UWorld first year, buy it second year, buy it dedicated. It's up to you. I, I personally thought that I didn't have a good enough foundation of knowledge in my first year to really utilize UWorld to its full extent. But if you use it as a text, like a textbook, and really learn those answers, you know, that could be beneficial as well. But there's only, at least in my mind, there's only so many ways they can ask you about pancreatitis. So the more questions you do, I think the better you'll end up doing when it comes to test day. Some free resources, I guess, like through the library, like the Atlas, the Robbins Atlas, those are intense questions. You will know pathology if you're able to get through those ones. Um, Kaplan, Rx, all those, pick one and start doing questions. Yeah, I did like cardiology, Kaplan questions in the cardio block. Um, I don't think we had access to Kaplan and molecules to medicine. Think about it later, like an attack and defense. So I'm not really sure. I, I think you could probably use like those blocks of questions too. But that's how I would, um, you know, do practice questions. And then I was just going to make a little plug. I'm probably... I don't know. I really like PBL. Um, so I would not, don't dismiss your PBL learning experience. I find, like, particularly now in clerkship, it would have been really uh, helpful if PBL had been more, if I had prioritized it a little bit more. Or, like, really, like, Christine and I were in our first PBL together, and it was awesome. Um, you know, we really got into detail with things, and, like, that's the time to really get into detail and, like, the underlying everything with it. So don't just use um, 
questions and stuff. Like, even though they're important, make sure you, like, are actually putting in the work into PBL and, like, learning the underlying pathophysiology and be able to, like, go up to the board and write everything out. Sorry, I know that's sort of, like, off topic. Yeah, PBL is fiction. But all the stuff you uh, do in clerkship, it's based on patients. You see, you see a patient, the physician tells you, hey, look this up. Or I want you to present on osteoporosis on this postmenopausal lady we just saw. That's what it's going to be. So don't dismiss it and be like, oh, this is just something I have to get through for two years. That's your life. And it's really good because you start developing differential diagnoses. And that's one of the things that I'm weak on. Because, of course, if you see something and you know what it is, you know what it is. But what if it's not what you think it is? Like, what else would it be? And so I'm really weak at that. And I feel like in PBL... That was one of my, I love PBL, but I feel like in PBL, I think one of my problems was I was trying to find the answer and not really going through differentials and seeing why this diagnosis is not, you know, compatible with this patient's presentation. So it's really good if you make sure you, you're able to develop that differential diagnosis because in some clerkships it's very important to know that. So I would second that. I think everything that you do in third year is PBL essentially, especially, especially the presenting part, so don't neglect that and kind of you know, cherish the moments when your faculty actually make you do that because that's what you're going to be doing like all of third year. Or volunteer to present. Like, yeah. Without reading the board, like try and stumble through it. And going back to Ray's question, um, if I had to do it again, I would recommend starting a comprehensive uh, resource like uh, Boards and Beyond, very beginning, and maybe one question bank. If you don't want to do your world in the beginning, do Rx or Kaplan or whatever. Like, just get, get the questions wrong and then learn from them and go from there. So, talking about clerkships, when I present to my attendings, my presentation is the question stem. My differential diagnosis is the A through whatever. So, by doing quite, I, I didn't, I didn't click with me until like about halfway through the um, the rotation, where I'm like, I've literally just been doing presenting questions to my attendings, or at least when you're thinking about it when you're on the wards. Um, this, this is, you're being trained, which is weird to think about, to come up with your differential diagnosis. You take your history, which is the very first, you know, child presents with a fever, how, what's been going on. So you have your history, your physical in that question stem. And then thankfully, the, you know, your questions have answer choices A through E. You don't have to come up with it off the top of your head, but that's what you're doing for the rest of your life, essentially, is coming up with the question stem and then filling in. A through whatever on, on your own. So the more practice, the better. And take clinical skills seriously, because that's also very important. Dr. Gaudreau is amazing. She's been phenomenal for our first two years. And so when you get out there and they're telling you to do a physical exam on a patient and you forget how to listen to heart sounds, you know, or you didn't take Harvey seriously. And so, yeah, just make sure you know how to do a physical exam and then read Bates practice, continuously practice, like practice over like your little break that you have. And also it's important that I believe like the first couple of exams in the first year will be in-house exams. So it's important that you all attend lectures or if you're not going to attend lectures, look at the slides at least because anything on the lecture slides is free game. And it might not be something that's presented as high yield in a first day textbook, but you can potentially get questions on it. So make sure you're paying attention to your lectures. Just another shout out for Dr. Gaudreau. Um, I've had interns and actually attendings be like, where did you learn how to do this history and physical? And because it was so detailed, so complete, and they were 
honestly quite surprised. They were like, we did not expect us to have MMS3. You're acting like an intern right now. Who taught you? So, mad props to Dr. Pedro. <laughs> Okay, so this is actually a two-part question, and one of y'all are leading towards it. Uh, the first one is actually kind of general. Like, when did you exactly take your step exam? And then the second one is, like, for example, in your guide that y'all uh, wrote, or some of you guys wrote, uh, it said what y'all did, like, for each module. But what is something, I guess I'm an MS1, so what's something that you wish that you have done to study for step early? Kind of like a Reb's question. Um, so I took mine June 9th, so I had eight weeks. Um, things I regret or I wish I had done. I wish I had started UWorld before April. I don't necessarily mean started as an MS1 because like Zach said, I did not feel like I had the base. Because these questions are like lengthy and they connect like a lot of different systems to each other. So if you had like one class, you're going to be taking these questions and feel like you're getting gut punched. Like it's not a lot. So I kind of wish I started them in January. Um, but I wish I had reviewed topics that I had already done, um, if not in like the next system, like over the summer. Because when you take step, you get your score report back, and it tells you you're weak and strong. My weakest, or my weakest, was hemoc, which is something I had first year, and I like truly regret that I did not study in the first or like during the summer, or I at least reviewed over and over because it would have made my life that much easier. So I guess my biggest regret is not looking at MS1 material as thoroughly as I should have. Because it did come back to bite me. And sorry to interrupt, but like, uh, because molecules of medicine, I feel like it's essentially hemoc. Uh, is there any other specific resources that you would use? Like, I know there's boards and beyond videos, but would you watch those, like, besides, like, what is covered in class? Like, so when we took it, it was a, it was a fun class. I think, like, half the class failed the first midterm. It was just fun overall. Um, things were getting worked out. It's fine. We're the first class. Um, but what I truly learned from, and this is really only applies to this class, is know the slides. Like, no joke. Like, you can use all the external resources, but it's professor written. So if the professor deemed it worthy enough to put in a slide, you better know that slide. And, like, you can memorize it all you want, and you can, not to be offensive, but you can fool yourself into thinking you know that slide. But you truly know it when you're able to take another person, set them down in that slide, explain it to them, and, like, teach them that slide. If you can do that with all slides, like, all of them, like, my score went from failing to the A by doing that for this course. Um, so that's what I would truly... If you're able to teach someone, that means you truly know the topic. So, And this is usually just for molecules of medicine. I took my exam May 21st. If I was going to do anything else, it would have been um, spending a bit more time with anatomy or earlier on, um, really learning that well. Uh, I did well in that subject on my exam when you look at the score report, but each question that I think I know that I missed, I think it had to do because I didn't have my anatomy or embryology as strong as I would have. So that was something that I really found, to me, maybe because I felt a little more self-conscious about it, was more heavily tested. Um, and so that, that would be something that I, I would have done differently. And then I guess also your molecules to medicine, the first three chapters of Pathoma are very heavily tested on this exam. And then, of course, like we talked about, like hematology, oncology, that's tested as well. But those first three chapters really set the foundation for the underlying cell physiology, which happens in almost every disease. So if you have a 
pretty, if you have a good foundation in those things, you can always bring it back to that on your actual question stem and you can eliminate, you know, quite a few answers just solely based off of, you know, what, you know, the cells are doing at that point. Um, so I took my exam on May 18th. It was about five and a half weeks, which I thought was a perfect amount of time. Um, if I would have done it again, kind of like what Jake was saying is probably five months before dedicated, like in January, I would have focused more on my weaknesses, which for me was like biostats or something. And as opposed to, it's nice to go over things that you know well and kind of like give yourself a, a good you know, confidence boost, but it's important to like understand your weaknesses either through testing or classwork and then just hammer those out. I wish I would have done a little bit more of that. And I mean, molecules medicine is essentially, if it was anything like ours, it's, it sets the foundation for a lot of the other ones. So your cell biology and, you know, molecular um, biology. And so it, it, is there a good resource? I mean, besides going to an actual textbook, you know, I, I don't have an answer to that, but going through the classwork that they provide to you is probably the best place to start. Since you all have in-house written exams and quizzes, I would focus on that. And then what I said before is adding one comprehensive resource, which I think is, is plenty from this, at this point of the curriculum. So I took step one on May 29th or 30th, can't really remember, um, and I actually, so I did push mine back five days because I took five days at the beginning of May to like go through some other stuff, um, and I ended up switching my exam to take it at, back home in Virginia right before my wedding, so like I, I took a little bit more time, but still within my time frame, so that was like seven-ish weeks. Um, what I wish I'd done, I wish I'd taken it sooner, honestly, because the last week was like, I don't know. I just, I finally took another test and I was like, if I get the score on this practice test, I'm just going to like call it good. And I did. And I kind of wish I'd just taken it earlier. Um, and then throughout the year, I think I wish I'd started using Anki sooner. I think that would have been helpful, like through the modules, like the, the Zanki or the Brocephalon. I think I like the Zanke one a little bit better, personally. So I kind of wish I had done that, like just to kind of review throughout each of the, the modules. Um, I think would have been helpful for me. I took my May 18th, and I think the only thing I probably would differently is pay more attention to like the images and the histology slides. Because whenever I saw a picture about that, I'd basically just ignore it because I knew it was probably going to mess me up trying to look for things that weren't there. Um, there's a, I think there's a Robin's Atlas or something that might be helpful if you're interested in that. Um, I took my exam June 9th, and if I were MS1, knowing what I know now, um, I think I would have used something like Anki a lot sooner because that did help me during step hammering in those subjects I was weakest in. But I think using some sort of based repetition, either Firecracker or Anki, whatever you use, stick to that one thing. Um, and then you get complacent in a way. Um, after a bit, it becomes school, and you're just learning. And I got into a part where I was, like, learning just to, you know, do well on the tests. I didn't really care about trying to apply it to, you know, what I wanted to do in the future. It, I was like, you know, I just want to get through this test. It'll be better next module. Um, but I think <laughs> it, it sometimes did. Um, but try and make it exciting and 
that way you remember it. Because dedicated isn't the time to learn things you didn't learn before. Like, dedicated is time to review. Oh, I guess that's another thing. It's like, I knew going through a module, like, oh, I've seen all these things about prophorias that we never talked about in hematology. I knew I didn't know it. I didn't touch it until late in second year. Like, oh, yeah, all those things that I know I don't know. Then wasn't the time to, like, start learning it. You're smart enough where you know what you don't know. You hear what your upperclassmen say, what online say. Um, take the initiative to learn what, and, and no school's going to be able to cover everything. I mean, we're like, oh, yeah, hemon bad, but there are classes that don't. Or other um, I'm digressing. But, <laughs> yeah, shut up. Um, So I took my test June 18th. Um, I think from when I actually started UWorld to when I took my test was seven weeks exactly. Um, I probably would have started Anki sooner. I tried to start it like the second year, but I was down like 10,000 cars and I was like, I'll never catch up. <laughs> and so I just, I was like, there's no way. There's no possible way I, I will ever catch up. So I was like, you know what? I can't use this. And also, I probably would have started studying in January. Um, I think that's a good starting point, especially, like Jake said, to look at your weaknesses, see what you're not good at. Um, other than that, I continuously will say do questions. Do questions so you learn how they present, you know, information, and you can kind of get a feel for how they're going to ask you on the actual exam. So I took mine on June 1st, and I, I think probably the one thing I would do differently now that I actually remember what I was doing during molecules of medicine, um, I was actually like reading through all the textbook assignments and like trying to know everything in the textbooks, which I kind of changed later on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that during the first, um, during the first four, five weeks because I realized that I wasn't remembering it. Um, and so just maybe get a couple extra hours of sleep and study more efficiently instead of trying to read every single page that, that is assigned. Um, even though it's important stuff, you just kind of need to realize where, where your limits are at that point in time. Um, and then also, I think I also would have started doing questions earlier on. Um, I think I started doing questions once we started second semester first year. Um, but I would have I would have even started them earlier. Um, just if you don't have a Q bank right now, you can you can buy one. And start doing um, molecules questions, um, attack and defense questions, um, kind of whatever you're on, just to kind of see where you're at with your learning. But I would say just don't you know don't don't kill yourself early on. Um, get some good sleep. Um, have conversations with friends and play sports, whatever. So yeah. So, I mean, this is a given, but we're always here for you. So if you have no questions right now, that's perfectly fine. Like, we're here. Like, we may not be physically in the school, but we're always willing to help you. You, have a, you need questions, you need advice, it's not working for me, like, I mean, you have the tutoring services, but you also have, like, entire two years or one year above you, so come seek us out, 
you know, we'd love to tell you just because we, we've already been through it and we already know. We're like, hey, this is a pitfall. This is, you know, this is how you avoid this. This is how you're going to get through this. Like, we're going to help you. Like, we want the school to do well because, like, there's no point if, like, only one or two people do well. It's, we're a school as a whole. So if you're struggling, come find us. Like, we don't bite. So, I actually was going to ask Gadro about this, but please learn Spanish. Just start now. It'll make your life so much easier. And I'm not lying. I'm an IM. For every 10 admits, only one speaks English, like, fluently. It will make your life so much easier. If, even you can do a physical exam, be like, lift your legs, like, open your eyes. Like, if you can even do the basic physical exam, it's going to make your life so much easier. Like, just, just start learning now because... When we got there, we're like, the entire IM team does not know, or at least on this side of the valley, we don't know Spanish. So it was a really hindrance, like a, when we were looking for patients that only speak English, but I mean, you might be lucky. I think on one shift, I got two to three admins that spoke English, but there's multiple times like no one on my roster speaks English. And yeah, eventually you're going to learn to grab a nurse because you're not going to be able to do the full history. But if you need to do a quick, like, I need to check your heart, even asking politely saves you a lot of time and makes your life a lot easier. Um, yeah, Spanish is really important, especially down here for our patient population. Uh, I guess what I would say maybe is you, you'll figure out what you like to do going through courses or what interests you, but keep an open mind about everything when you are, you know, don't have any preconceived notions about a rotation, especially down here, I was very, I was very apprehensive about starting OB because I read SDN, I read Reddit, I did all those things, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, OB, OBGYN is terrible if you're a male. I've had a really, really good time, and it's opened my eyes to a lot of things that I like about medicine and things I don't like to practice about medicine, and it's actually, you know, so like I said at the very beginning, I've changed what I think I want to do solely because I, I went into this rotation just being like, teach me, you know, I whatever, whatever is, you know, would be good. So just enjoy, enjoy and try to enjoy everything about, you know, this process. So I guess some closing remarks, I guess. Um, you know, we went through this, and a lot of other people before us have gone through this, and just know that you can go through this. The whole process will change you as a person, and that's a good thing. You know, anxiety is, is okay. Um, just know that we're in it together, and you all can make it through. So, Yeah, I'd like to echo that. Like, I think there is a lot of, probably a lot more anxiety for our class, just being the first ones to go through this curriculum. But I think maybe you guys can be a little reassured that it does work, um, which all of our faculty told us before, and we didn't really listen to them. So, But maybe you can listen to us. Um, so have a little bit of faith in the process. Um, and then as far as like preparing for third year, I mean, I'm only, we're only six weeks in, but I really think the clinical skills, like I feel like everyone sort of like push clinical skills to the side, but really that would have been something I think needs to be at the forefront and like really working 
on your history and physical and like the differentials and then the, the PBL portion too, like really like you have a patient and your attendings are going to tell you to go look up this pathophysiology. So that's what we were saying before is like PBL is really important too. And it's really hard because you're trying to like study for step and like, because step is important, but it's not the only thing. Like you still need to do these other things because you have to pass that hurdle of step but that's not what's going to make you good in the clinic or good, like, as a physician necessarily. Like, it's a hurdle, but you need to do these other things. So don't neglect the other areas, I think, for third year. Like, just try and keep that in mind. Like, step is really important, but it's also not, like, you have to do these other things, too. Um, for third year, appreciate being on your own schedule right now because I, I, I've studied a lot every day, and I was like, you know, I could work this number of hours in third year. It's not going to be a big deal. But when you have to be presentable and when you have to be impressing people and you have to be, like, on all the time, it's way more tiring. And, like, 10 hours of that is way worse than, like, 18 hours of studying in any given day. So I appreciate your, your schedule now. Um, learn to take initiative, not only in, like, your own learning and preparing for cases that you're going to see later that day, um, but also... If there's downtime, ask to put in an IV on a patient or put in a Foley, something that, you know, oh, that's not my job. The residents aren't doing that or anything. If you do it yourself, the attendings and the residents and the staff will notice. They'll make your life easier, and that also gives you a good uh, evaluation. So, And I think attitude is everything. Um, just be nice, be friendly, and try. Um, you're not going to know everything. You're not going to know how to do everything. You're going to be scared. These are actually real, these are real patients, like, you know, you could hurt them. But make sure you go into it and you just try. And everyone will be receptive to it. They will help you. And it's really just a learning process. And this has been, like, the best six weeks of medical school for me. And I didn't think that I would like OB, but just being in a clinical setting and learning is amazing. I think just, I mean, just go in knowing that you're going to make mistakes and you're not going to feel smart. Um, it just happens. And, um, like, no matter how, how well you score on, on the STEF exam, um, you're going to go into third year, and there's going to be a lot of people who know a lot more about their specific specialty than you do. Um, and that's just the way it is, as they, as they should. Um, so uh, <laughs> um, just, just know that they're going to ask you questions that you're not going to know, and then you're going to have to go home, and you're going to have to research that. Um, and it's kind of like PBL. You know, <laughs> um, because you'll get asked questions by um, wh whoever's facilitating in the group, and um, you, you won't know them, and they ask you to go research it. And that's what's going to happen every day on rotations. Um, and just be, you know, just be nice to people. Um, be kind. Uh, offer help. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the nurses and the CNAs and the staff and the residents and the physicians, they'll, they'll love you if you just say, how can I help? And a lot of times they'll be like, oh, no, we're good, but thank you. Like, that's so nice. But then they'll seek you out when they do need help and you can do more. So, yeah, just be nice. They are 